Hello, and welcome back to Soulsborne Sleepy Time, where we explore from software destinations through the game's item descriptions. This time, we'll be ascending the steps of the research hall and splashing through the fishing hamlet. We'll read each item description twice, but first, let's get some housekeeping out of the way. Soulsborne Sleepy Time is written, recorded, and produced by me, Jess Bodie. You might know me on Twitch as Jess Capricorn. Feel free to check out my channel, which is considerably less sleepy, but still has plenty of Soulsborne. Music for Soulsborne Sleepy Time is by Corbin Westcott on Twitch, SoundCloud, and YouTube as RK Studios. Links to all of those sites will be in the show description. If you've been enjoying Soulsborne Sleepy Time, consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It really helps the show. Alright, so let's settle in. Take a moment to get cozy if you haven't already. Then, do a quick body scan, starting at the tippy top of your head, all the way down to your toes. And let's take a deep breath in, and out. Now, you've arrived at a dark, damp, and frankly bone-chilling place. As you ascend a column of staircases that is truly labyrinthian in nature, you encounter what appear to be patients with distressingly large heads, and a face nowhere to be found. but somehow they still scream in agony and speak in strange phrases. Plip, plop, splish, splash, and many of them speak of someone named Maria. Eventually, you meet her, sitting alone, racked with guilt. A corpse should be left well alone, she says. You clash in a whirlwind of blood and flame, and when it's over, you see what secret she was protecting. A village filled not really with people, but with fish-like humanoids with garbled, watery voices. Maria's weapon lies at the bottom of a well, along with two enormous giants with shark or whale-like qualities. And as you clamor through the hamlet and its depths, you wonder, what has happened here? Did Maria and her colleagues have something to do with this? Finally, you step onto the beach to find Koss, lying motionless on the sand. Their orphan child emerges, enraged. 
After laying them to rest in the cosmic sea, you feel as though something remains unfinished and return to the twisted cathedral ward below. Lawrence awaits you, the first vicar of the healing church, the first cleric beast. He failed to fear the old blood, and instead he spread it throughout Yarnum, creating this long, long night of the hunt. Enlarged head. An enlarged head of a patient of the cathedral with a cavity that just happens to fit a human head. Although one would be mad to try it on, but if you do, listen carefully for the sticky sound. Drip, drop, as water seeping up from the depths, slowly, steadily. Underground cell key. Key to the cell below the Grand Cathedral. Hunters are held within the underground cell so that things better left unseen and knowledge better left unknown will decay quietly in the fallow darkness. Brain fluid dropped by an enlarged head patient. Grayish amoeba-shaped brain fluid wobbles and bounces. Extracted from a patient whose head expanded until that was all they were. In the early days of the healing church, the great ones were linked to the ocean. And so the cerebral patients would imbibe water and listen for the howl of the sea. Brain fluid writhed inside the head, the initial makings of internal eyes. Brain fluid dropped by an enlarged head patient, just outside the living failures. Grayish amoeba-shaped brain fluid wobbles and bounces. Extracted from a patient whose head expanded until that was all they were. Once, a young girl had an older brother who was determined to become a doctor. And so she willfully became his patient. In the end, this led to their encounter with the Eldritch Truth. For which they considered themselves blessed. Brain fluid, dropped by Adeline. Grayish amoeba-shaped brain fluid, wobbles and bounces. Extracted from a patient whose head expanded until that was all they were. We fail to realize our own latent potential until the moment it is lost and we sense its absence. Ironically, this is the very nature of insight, 
like the moment one licks one's own blood, only to be startled by its sweetness. Blood of Adeline Blood taken from Adeline, patient of the research hall. Restores HP, then continues to rejuvenate HP for some time. Adeline was originally one of the blood saints, who received treatment by the church to cultivate worthy blood. Adeline's was one of the few cases that turned out favorably. Balcony Key Key to the balcony on the first floor of the research hall. Lady Maria of the Astral Clock Tower gave this to the patient Adeline. Maria had hoped Adeline would find comfort in the faint breeze that carried the scent of flowers from the outside. But Adeline couldn't fathom her intentions. Black Sky Eye Soft eye blessed by a phantasm. They were discovered through Bergenworth's contact with the arcane, but in the end revealed nothing. Deep within the eye lies a vast stretch of dark sky that rumbles with an endless meteor storm. The slightest rub of the tiny orb and the rock will tumble and soar. Milkweed Rune A carol rune envisioned by Adeline, patient of the research hall. A transcription of the inhuman, sticky whispers that reveal the nature of a celestial attendant. Those who take this oath become a lumen wood that peers towards the sky, feeding phantasms in its luscious bed. Phantasms guide us and lead to further discoveries. Church Pick One of the old trick weapons of the healing church, a hunting weapon formed from one of the giant picks that appear in old beast tales. The church pick initially serves as a large sword, but when transformed, functions as an extended war pick. In spite of its origins, it is a highly practical weapon. Church Cannon 
an oversized weapon used by the Healing Church, a type of cannon that fires with a curved trajectory and creates an explosion on impact. Originally designed for use by brawny men with deteriorated brains, not just for any ordinary hunter. But the men lacked the wits to effectively operate firearms, and the weapon was quietly ushered into permanent storage. Astral Clock Tower Key Key to the Astral Clock Tower at the top of the Grand Cathedral. The caretaker of the tower's numerous patients, known to them only as Lady Maria, made her home behind the giant star-interpreting clock. Maria Hunter Cap. Among the first hunters, all students of German, was the Lady Hunter Maria. This was her hunter's cap, crafted in Canehurst. Maria is distantly related to the undead queen, but had great admiration for Gehrman, unaware of his curious mania. Maria Hunter Garb. Among the first hunters, all students of Gehrman, was the Lady Hunter Maria. This was her hunter's garb, crafted in Canehurst. Maria is distantly related to the Undead Queen, but had great admiration for Gehrman, unaware of his curious mania. Maria Hunter Gloves Among the first hunters, all students of Gehrman, was the Lady Hunter Maria. These were her hunter's gloves, crafted in Canehurst. Maria is distantly related to the Undead Queen, but had great admiration for Gehrman, unaware of his curious mania. Maria Hunter Trousers Among the first hunters, all students of Gehrman, was the Lady Hunter Maria. These were her hunter's trousers, crafted in Canehurst. Maria is distantly related to the undead queen, but had great admiration for Gehrman, unaware of his curious mania. Celestial Dial A celestial dial that functions with the giant astral clock in the Grand Cathedral. When the dial is held up towards the astral clock, the clock will come to life and reveal a secret 
to its curious interloper. Accursed Brew Skull of a local from the violated fishing village. The inside of the skull was forcibly searched for eyes, as evidenced by innumerable scratches and indentations. No wonder the skull became stewed in curses. They who offer baneful chants, weep with them as one in trance. Rikuyo. Hunter weapon wielded by Lady Maria of the Astral Clock Tower. A trick sword originated in the same country as the Kanehurst Chicago. Only this sword feeds not off blood, but instead demands great dexterity. Lady Maria was fond of this aspect of the Rikuyo, as she frowned upon blood blades, despite being a distant relative of the queen. But one day, she abandoned her beloved Rikuyo, casting it into a dark well when she could stomach its presence no longer. Harrowed Hood. Certain church hunters obfuscate their identities and slip into the nooks and crannies of the city. This is the garb that allows these harrowed individuals to go unnoticed. These hunters are keen to early signs of the scourge, serving as a first line of defense against its outbreak. Or perhaps, when the time is ripe, they may find signs of the scourge where there are none. It just goes to show, the corner beggar is not always who he seems. Harrowed Garb Certain church hunters obfuscate their identities and slip into the nooks and crannies of the city. This is the garb that allows these harrowed individuals to go unnoticed. These hunters are keen to early signs of the scourge, serving as a first line of defense against its outbreak. Or perhaps, when the time is ripe, they find signs of the scourge where there are none. It just goes to show the corner beggar is not always who he seems. Harrowed Gloves Certain church hunters obfuscate their identities and slip into the nooks and crannies of the city. This is the garb that allows these harrowed individuals to go unnoticed. 
These hunters are keen to early signs of the scourge, serving as a first line of defense against its outbreak. Or perhaps, when the time is ripe, they find signs of the scourge where there are none. It just goes to show, the corner beggar is not always who he seems. Harrowed Trousers Certain church hunters obfuscate their identities and slip into the nooks and crannies of the city. This is the garb that allows these harrowed individuals to go unnoticed. These hunters are keen to early signs of the scourge, serving as a first line of defense against its outbreak. Or perhaps, when the time is ripe, they find signs of the scourge where there are none. It just goes to show, the corner beggar is not always who he seems. Simon's Bow Blade Choice Weapon of Simon one of the first healing church hunters. Simon despised firearms, and so the church workshop had this specially fashioned to his liking. The large curved blade serves as a bow when transformed. But aside from a few close friends, Simon was scoffed at for his choice of arms. For who would dare face the beasts with a measly bow? Underground cell, inner chamber, key. Key to the inner chamber of the cell below the Grand Cathedral. The innermost chamber of the underground cell holds a lone madman. He wears a beast hide and rings a bell that emits no sound. Unending death awaits those who can hear the soundless bell. Brador's Testimony The scalp of a horrible cleric beast Indicating that Hunter Brador, a healing church assassin, had killed a compatriot Afterward, he wore his ally's own scalp and hid himself away deep below in a cell The church provided him with a single soundless bell of death to ensure their secrets would be kept. Beast Hide Garb The bloodied hide of a horrible cleric beast 
pulled over the back. Without the attached beast hide, this foreign garb wouldn't raise anyone's eyebrows. Brador donned a compatriot's beastly scalp and hide while still moist with blood. Most of the bloodstains on this hide were from that day. Bloodied armbands. Brador donned a compatriot's beastly scalp and hide while still moist with blood. Most of the bloodstains on this hide were from that day. Bloodied trousers. Bloodied foreign trousers. Brador donned a compatriot's beastly scalp and hide while still moist with blood. Most of the bloodstains on this hide were from that day. Blood letter. The demented hunter weapon brandished by Bredor, the healing church assassin. The blood letter assumes its true and terrifying form after it draws upon blood from the inner reaches of one's body and soul. This is the only effective means of expelling tainted blood, or so Brador, isolated in his cell, continued to believe. Kaas Parasite When the carcass of Kaas washed up on the coast, its insides were teeming with tiny parasites, unlike any found in humans. This atypical weapon can only be clasped tight and swung. But a cos parasite is said to stimulate phantasms inhabiting a lumen wood. Beasts Embrace Rune After repeated experiments in controlling the scourge of beasts, the gentle Embrace Rune was discovered. When its implementation failed, the Embrace became a forbidden rune but this knowledge became a foundation of the healing church. Those who swear this oath take on a ghastly form and enjoy accentuated transformation effects, especially while wielding a beast weapon. Lawrence's Skull Skull of Lawrence, first vicar of the Healing Church. In 
in reality, he became the first cleric beast. And his human skull only exists within the nightmare. The skull is a symbol of Lawrence's past and what he failed to protect. He is destined to seek his skull, but even if he found it, it could never restore his memories. Enlarged head. An enlarged head of a patient of the cathedral with a cavity that just happens to fit a human head. Although one would be mad to try it on, but if you do, listen carefully for the sticky sound. Drip, drop, as water seeping up from the depths, slowly, steadily. Underground cell key. Key to the cell below the Grand Cathedral. Hunters are held within the underground cell so that things better left unseen and knowledge better left unknown will decay quietly in the fallow darkness. Brain fluid dropped by an enlarged head patient. Grayish amoeba-shaped brain fluid wobbles and bounces. Extracted from a patient whose head expanded until that was all they were. In the early days of the healing church, the great ones were linked to the ocean. And so the cerebral patients would imbibe water and listen for the howl of the sea. Brain fluid writhed inside the head, the initial makings of internal eyes. Brain fluid dropped by an enlarged head patient, just outside the living failures. Grayish amoeba-shaped brain fluid wobbles and bounces. Extracted from a patient whose head expanded until that was all they were. Once, a young girl had an older brother who was determined to become a doctor. And so she willfully became his patient. In the end, this led to their encounter with the eldritch truth. For which they considered themselves blessed. Brain fluid, dropped by Adeline. Grayish amoeba-shaped brain fluid, wobbles and bounces. Extracted from a patient whose head expanded until that was all they were. We fail to realize our own latent potential until the moment it is lost and we sense its absence. 
Ironically, this is the very nature of insight, like the moment one licks one's own blood only to be startled by its sweetness. Blood of Adeline. Blood taken from Adeline, patient of the research hall. Restores HP, then continues to rejuvenate HP for some time. Adeline was originally one of the blood saints who received treatment by the church to cultivate worthy blood. Adeline's was one of the few cases that turned out favorably. Balcony Key Key to the balcony on the first floor of the research hall. Lady Maria of the Astral Clock Tower gave this to the patient Adeline. Maria had hoped Adeline would find comfort in the faint breeze that carried the scent of flowers from the outside. But Adeline couldn't fathom her intentions. Black Sky Eye Soft eye blessed by a phantasm. They were discovered through Bergenworth's contact with the arcane, but in the end revealed nothing. Deep within the eye lies a vast stretch of dark sky that rumbles with an endless meteor storm. The slightest rub of the tiny orb and the rock will tumble and soar. Milkweed Rune A carol rune envisioned by Adeline, patient of the research hall. A transcription of the inhuman, sticky whispers that reveal the nature of a celestial attendant. Those who take this oath become a lumen wood that peers towards the sky, feeding phantasms in its luscious bed. Phantasms guide us and lead to further discoveries. Church Pick One of the old trick weapons of the healing church, a hunting weapon formed from one of the giant picks that appear in old beast tales. The church pick initially serves as a large sword, but when transformed, functions as an extended war pick. In spite of its origins, it is a highly practical weapon.
Church Cannon An oversized weapon used by the Healing Church. A type of cannon that fires with a curved trajectory and creates an explosion on impact. Originally designed for use by brawny men with deteriorated brains, not just for any ordinary hunter. But the men lacked the wits to effectively operate firearms, and the weapon was quietly ushered into permanent storage. Astral Clock Tower Key Key to the Astral Clock Tower at the top of the Grand Cathedral. The caretaker of the tower's numerous patients, known to them only as Lady Maria, made her home behind the giant star-interpreting clock. Maria Hunter Cap. Among the first hunters, all students of German, was the Lady Hunter Maria. This was her hunter's cap, crafted in Canehurst. Maria is distantly related to the undead queen, but had great admiration for German, unaware of his curious mania. Maria Hunter Garb. Among the first hunters, all students of Gehrman, was the Lady Hunter Maria. This was her hunter's garb, crafted in Canehurst. Maria is distantly related to the undead queen, but had great admiration for Gehrman, unaware of his curious mania. Maria Hunter Gloves. Among the first hunters, all students of German, was the Lady Hunter Maria. These were her hunter's gloves, crafted in Canehurst. Maria is distantly related to the undead queen, but had great admiration for German, unaware of his curious mania. Maria Hunter Trousers. Among the first hunters, all students of German, was the Lady Hunter Maria. These were her hunter's trousers, crafted in Canehurst. Maria is distantly related to the undead queen, but had great admiration for German, unaware of his curious mania. Celestial Dial A celestial dial that functions with the giant astral clock in the Grand Cathedral. 
When the dial is held up towards the astral clock, the clock will come to life and reveal a secret to its curious interloper. A Cursed Brew. Skull of a local from the violated fishing village. The inside of the skull was forcibly searched for eyes, as evidenced by innumerable scratches and indentations. No wonder the skull became stewed in curses. They who offer baneful chance, weep with them as one in trance. Rikuyo. Hunter weapon wielded by Lady Maria of the Astral Clock Tower. A trick sword originated in the same country as the Kanehurst Shikage. Only this sword feeds not off blood, but instead demands great dexterity. Lady Maria was fond of this aspect of the Rikuyo, as she frowned upon bloodblades, despite being a distant relative of the queen. But one day, she abandoned her beloved Rikuyo, casting it into a dark well when she could stomach its presence no longer. Harrowed Hood. Certain church hunters obfuscate their identities and slip into the nooks and crannies of the city. This is the garb that allows these harrowed individuals to go unnoticed. These hunters are keen to early signs of the scourge, serving as a first line of defense against its outbreak. Or perhaps when the time is ripe, they may find signs of the scourge where there are none. It just goes to show the corner beggar is not always who he seems. Harrowed Garb. Certain church hunters obfuscate their identities and slip into the nooks and crannies of the city. This is the garb that allows these harrowed individuals to go unnoticed. These hunters are keen to early signs of the scourge, serving as a first line of defense against its outbreak. Or perhaps when the time is ripe, they find signs of the scourge where there are none. It just goes to show the corner beggar is not always who he seems. Harrowed Gloves. Certain church hunters obfuscate their identities and slip into the nooks and crannies of the city. 
This is the garb that allows these harrowed individuals to go unnoticed. These hunters are keen to early signs of the scourge, serving as a first line of defense against its outbreak. Or perhaps, when the time is ripe, they find signs of the scourge where there are none. It just goes to show, the corner beggar is not always who he seems. Harrowed Trousers Certain church hunters obfuscate their identities and slip into the nooks and crannies of the city. This is the garb that allows these harrowed individuals to go unnoticed. These hunters are keen to early signs of the scourge, serving as a first line of defense against its outbreak. Or perhaps, when the time is ripe, they find signs of the scourge where there are none. It just goes to show, the corner beggar is not always who he seems. Simon's Bow Blade Choice Weapon of Simon one of the first healing church hunters. Simon despised firearms, and so the church workshop had this specially fashioned to his liking. The large curved blade serves as a bow when transformed. But aside from a few close friends, Simon was scoffed at for his choice of arms. For who would dare face the beasts with a measly bow? Underground cell, inner chamber, key. Key to the inner chamber of the cell below the Grand Cathedral. The innermost chamber of the underground cell holds a lone madman. He wears a beast hide and rings a bell that emits no sound. Unending death awaits those who can hear the soundless bell. Brador's Testimony The scalp of a horrible cleric beast Indicating that Hunter Brador, a healing church assassin, had killed a compatriot Afterward, he wore his ally's own scalp and hid himself away deep below in a cell The church provided him with a single soundless bell of death to ensure their secrets would be kept.
beast hide garb. The bloodied hide of a horrible cleric beast pulled over the back. Without the attached beast hide, this foreign garb wouldn't raise anyone's eyebrows. Brador donned a compatriot's beastly scalp and hide while still moist with blood. Most of the bloodstains on this hide were from that day. Bloodied Armbands Brador donned a compatriot's beastly scalp and hide while still moist with blood. Most of the bloodstains on this hide were from that day. Bloodied Trousers Bloodied Foreign Trousers Brador donned a compatriot's beastly scalp and hide while still moist with blood. Most of the bloodstains on this hide were from that day. Blood Letter The demented hunter weapon brandished by Bredor, the healing church assassin. The blood letter assumes its true and terrifying form after it draws upon blood from the inner reaches of one's body and soul. This is the only effective means of expelling tainted blood, or so Brador, isolated in his cell, continued to believe. Kaas Parasite When the carcass of Kaas washed up on the coast, its insides were teeming with tiny parasites, unlike any found in humans. This atypical weapon can only be clasped tight and swung. But a cos parasite is said to stimulate phantasms inhabiting a lumen wood. Beasts Embrace Rune After repeated experiments in controlling the scourge of beasts, the gentle Embrace Rune was discovered. When its implementation failed, the Embrace became a forbidden rune. But this knowledge became a foundation of the healing church. Those who swear this oath take on a ghastly form and enjoy accentuated transformation effects, especially while wielding a beast weapon. Lawrence's Skull Skull of Lawrence, first vicar of the Healing Church. 
In reality, he became the first cleric beast. And his human skull only exists within the nightmare. The skull is a symbol of Lawrence's past and what he failed to protect. He is destined to seek his skull, but even if he found it, it could never restore his memories. Sleep well, and may you find your worth in the waking world.